Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sketch Talk, the podcast where we look at the world from an artist's perspective. My name is Alex. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am a digital illustrator with a uh, growing passion for character design, it looks like. And joining me today are my friends, if everybody wants to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Danny. You can find me online as Art by Flan in most places. Um, I, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm mostly a hobbyist when it comes to art. And I am Sweet, I am Anit, and I am an animator storyboarder in progress. So, my name is Stigny, I go by she, her, and I mostly work in watercolor and digital media. I'm Parzival, uh, or you can call me Will. My pronouns are they, they, he, and it. And I am a freelance artist and a part-time zine illustrator. Uh, and I also do various other uh, custom design work. Today's topic actually is going to be about social media for the artists. Kind of just general, what's, our, what's been our experience, what are our goals for it, and what we hope to get out of it. But uh, before that, uh, I guess I just want to go with, uh, how is everybody doing today? I, uh, we just got through the craziest storm of the century, at least here in Texas. Uh, shout out to Texans. I am with you. I live here. It's, it, it was a mess. And honestly, I was one of the luckier few. Um, I have, from what I understand, there are still some people without power. Hospitals are once again at capacity. Uh, some places still don't have clean water. So, uh, I think mine was one of the places that was like, okay, you're good to go because I am fortunate enough that in my city, I live closer to the medical center. So we're kind of put on a priority. It's, uh, that was a week of my life and it was also yeah. my birthday. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad you're safe. Uh, yeah, we also totally. had a storm pass through my area and, mm. um, Context, I've been on overnight inventory shifts for the last week, but one of them was cancelled because uh, the roof fell in. Holy oh. shit! So, uh, that store is not going to be open for a month. So, oh uh, that God. inventory is rescheduled. Wow. Oh, is- wow. Like, I'm from the north, northern United States, so it's like, that's just winter. <laughs> oh, yeah, over here, too. Especially, like, first, initially, beginning of the year, I'm just like, hmm. It's not that much snow coming in. And then a few weeks ago, then we had the polar vortex that was kind of swooped in. Yeah. It's getting a lot stronger and stronger as the years goes by. And from there, I just like had a snow day. My kids were at home and I'm just like, okay, well, I guess you I'll say just... that as if you were a mom. <laughs> I mean, as, as a teacher, I mean, I'm talking about my students, not, not my own kids. I don't have them yet. <laughs> Uh, Swedes, by the way, uh, what's your experience? What's your weather experience like? I'm curious. We have snow. We had about a bit more than a foot of snow the past week. It's rained away now in the last few days. Wow. Um, but uh, we, ha- we had um, February winter and uh, global warming is affecting Sweden because we have like three weeks of winter. Oh, and we're damn. up in, near the Arctic Circle. So um, we do have the infrastructure. However, every year it's still the case of, oh shit, snow is a thing that happens here. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to our uh, actual topic of the day, I am apologies to our listeners. 
But I mean, hey, if we got skippers, we got skippers. Okay, uh, social media for the artist, building connections, growing your network is what we're supposed to be doing, but who knows? <laughs> uh, our first question of the day is, what has been our experience on social media? Oof, I have been on the internet a long time, and I have been sharing my art on the internet a long time. So kids these days with their Instagrams and their Twitters and their Tumblrs and whatnot. Old man shakes fist at Cloud. Oh, old, old man Hello, Instagrammy. Instagrammy, that's me. I'm 30. Shouldn't I be dead? Um, <laughs> I think the first website I posted my art on was called Fan Art Central. Ooh. I oh, that's, a, that's that. an ancient name of me. See, okay. Yeah. <laughs> very, very old. And then I joined Dini Art when it was in like its third year. God, how long have I been? I can check. I can check how long I've been on DeviantArt alone. Because I think I posted my art on Fan Art Central for about a year before I posted it on DeviantArt. My first experience with social media was also DeviantArt. I feel like that's a common one for many artists. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then because of my upbringing, I was also raised it to find more uh, Christian associated sites. So one of them I used was christianmanga.com. <laughs> mm. uh, I nice. it still exists. I don't think I have I used the right um link for it, but it was christianmanga.com. It was a place where we found that one cursed comic that maybe we'll make an episode about because I made all of them read it with me and experience what was one of the mangas that made me want to be a mangaka when I was a kid. <laughs> but yeah, it all started with finding uh, pose references on DeviantArt. I say pose references because I don't want to get into the topic of bases just yet. And then uh, I started posting there, and then I also started posting on Christian Manga. Of course, I didn't have a comic yet, so it wasn't exactly approved, but I was able to post my art on forums. Uh, and then I moved to Tumblr because everybody had a Tumblr. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not some, uh, what was I trying to say? Like, I was like, I'm not the, I'm not like the popular kids. I don't use Instagram, which is really stupid, young Alex. You should really consider that if people are going to a place, you should try to get into that place. I, anyways, we'll get into that in a second. But my experience has been DeviantArt, ChristianMango.com, Tumblr, <laughs> uh, Facebook, because I tried to be on YouTube for a bit, and you can promote your YouTube videos with Facebook. Uh, and now I just use Twitter, Instagram, and I revived my Tumblr. Although, to be fair, I barely use it. Oh, like I went from FanArt Central to DeviantArt. Um, I've been on DeviantArt for a long time. I double checked, I've been on there 16 years. Wow. My DeviantArt is old enough to drive. I never changed usernames until you could like physically change it on your account. I never made a new account, never moved that. So 16 years from the same account. Um I posted on like I even tried posting on like Live Journal for a while. Um I had like a WordPress blog for a while and, and then found Tumblr and posted on there for a bit, but really started like DeviantArt was my main hub for a long time. I posted in those other places, but I didn't post often as I did on DeviantArt. And then I moved to Instagram and 
sort of mainly post there now. I'm trying to post more on Twitter, but I don't know what it is about Twitter that's me just like, eh, don't really want to post. But yeah, that's mostly where I post nowadays and sort of my history and watching how social media has evolved over the last at least 16 years has been a fascinating experience. I believe when I was either 13, 14, around, I do remember, I guess, I got onto DeviantArt, one of my first accounts that I had for a year. Then I realized I didn't like it as much because I couldn't change the username. Then I moved to like a second DeviantArt account, which still stands today. I'm not going to share the name because it's really old to me. I, I don't really associate myself with the stuff that I kind of put there in the past. And from there, I moved to Tumblr around 2010. So I was like one of the early Tumblr people who got into the golden age of Tumblr. People blogging, posting, um, sharing art and all that stuff. I was roughly around that crowd. And I've been on Tumblr for a good five or six years until kind of like um, the changes with the Tumblr, Tumblr um, the platform itself. And then I got into like, I started getting an Instagram account mostly to keep up with like um, my real life buddies and also my peers. And also I got Twitter as well. First to follow some artists and then now I was, I'm mostly used Twitter on my own spare time now. I don't really expend myself to think about other social media accounts. Like, I mean, I tried having a YouTube channel in the past, didn't like it as much. And then now I'm working on another YouTube channel, which is more relevant to the stuff that I'm doing. But even then I'm not really um, focusing high much. So I usually think about when I think about social media, I usually just have like at least a few, like a handful of them. I don't want to drive myself too thin. Otherwise, I I know I probably will just lose my mind. I did have a YouTube channel, didn't I? That was a big yeah. part of my life, and I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, I remember I did you have did have a YouTube channel. I met most That's of you through YouTube. You. <laughs> we literally met through, all of us met through YouTube, and Whop we didn't off. even think about it. Whoops. I got into social media um, kind of late. Uh, in in the sense, because I was one of those people who were like, I can't put my art on the internet. I'm not good enough to put my art on the internet. But I joined uh, DeviantArt back in 2005 when I was 16. Uh, I joined uh, senior high and I was deemed good enough to put my stuff on. (laughs) So I think my first official social media, like for art was DeviantArt, but I did post on um, PHB forums. PHB forums? Uh, I, I used to post on forums before I went on DeviantArt. Uh, I had a DeviantArt for a while, but I only really started seriously using it in 2012-ish, around the same time that I joined Tumblr. This is primarily, maybe 2011? I was like 17, 18 at the time. And a lot of this was because I got super into original character tournaments because I found this original character tournament and this artist who I thought was really cool and I wanted to do what she was doing. Uh, uh, shout out to Taloka Berry on Twitter um, because she was like a comic artist who I found, who I really liked, and then I found other original character tournaments that I could join. So I started posting my art on my DeviantArt in 2012. I'm pretty sure I had other art on a different account, but I think I purged those accounts a while back, so I can't find those. But I've been on DeviantArt since like 2009-ish, like 
I, my early years of high school, I was like 16. It would have been 20, 2009, 2010-ish. But I can't find any records from back then. Uh, after that, as I said, I joined Tumblr around uh, 2012, 2013-ish. Uh, I reluctantly moved to Twitter in 2019 and have been actually maintaining a decent Twitter presence there. Uh, I kind of got into Instagram somewhere between 2017-2019. Uh, I, I, I struggle with Instagram. I'm currently posting on Instagram pretty frequently, but I struggle with that one a lot because uh, I struggle with posting to multiple media sites. But yeah, I think uh, my path was DeviantArt, Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter. I currently have a bot that queues all of my stuff to multiple social media accounts. So if it goes automatically to my Twitter or my DeviantArt, it's gotta go on Pillowfort, assuming that Pillowfort's active, which it's currently not as we're recording. important for social media for younger people and directed towards younger people to exist. I think it's very distinct for the development of people and uh, obviously adults have to be in those spaces to like mediate and like in general keep the community going. You can't you genuinely you cannot have any sort of social media community or fandom community without any adults. It just, it is a recipe for disaster. It is a Lord of the Flies ready to happen again. Yep. I mean, Lord of the Flies already happened in some of those communities. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I do think that those things are important. I'm thinking of, like, uh, the art communities on Neopets and Gaia Online back in the day. Like, oh, I was gosh, on those, yeah. but I wouldn't count those as social media. But, like, they're uh, more I so think... like games with social platforms. Yeah, uh, I think Flight mm -hmm. Rising is, would also count as one of them these days. Like, I think these platforms are very important for children to be able to, like, develop their own style and spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I can't stand being there. Them, like, not like Neopets, but Gaia Online I was in, but I didn't post a lot of art there. I just literally played Gaia Online. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was the Neopets kind of kid because Neopets, as far as I knew, was free. Yes, there were paid options, but I mainly was I was mainly using the free version. I didn't have to buy an animal to play the game. <laughs> Webkins. It was oh, man, I remember there'd be times where I'd be like, "Did I remember to feed my pet today?" And then I'd like be up at 12 in the morning being like, "I forgot to feed them." And then sneaking over to the computer and making sure they were fed. <laughs> I also think that's a big difference between it's just social media in general, not even speaking directly as an artist, but social media in general between when some of the older version, older of us were just starting out and kids today, we didn't have as much direct access to the internet at all times as kids do these days. So like we, we grew up in a, in a very different sort of online environment. Better or worse, I don't know, but different for sure. Going on to the next kind of like topic of this, or I guess next bullet point in the topic, uh, do we have any goals for the social media that we created? Uh, I, for example, for me, when I, the only reason I made an Instagram was because I noticed that a lot of artists I follow posted to Instagram and I wanted to be a YouTuber when at the time. So 
uh, I was like, I'm going to be an art YouTuber. I'm going to make artwork. I'm going to be cool because, you know, I I still have a very young, naive mind. And half the time I'm like, I'll make the social media account to hopefully gain attraction and make sure nobody steals my name. <laughs> my goal with social media is the same as it's always been. And that's about finding community. When I started posting on social media, clout wasn't as big of a thing as it is now or mm -hmm. in the same way that it is now, I guess. Clout's always been a thing. That's why you, that's like, they call it, what we call clout now was called big name fan back in the day when, in, within fandom. So for me, it's always been about finding a community and art is a part of me that I can use to reach out and um, have something connect with other people. So that's yeah. mainly what my social media is for is, hey, I really love this thing and I make art for it. And you really love this thing and you make art for it. Let's be friends. <laughs> that's always been my sort of goal with social media. I never had a, well, I want to reach this many followers so I can do this, that, and the other. It's always just been about making friends. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. It's my goal with my, so my goal with social media is just putting, putting my, my art somewhere so i can look at it myself and then hopefully i will find friends who like my art too and uh, that turned out to be pretty successful for some random reason this year I have because never... you literally draw as if you were working on the show even better than the show if you ask me <laughs> thank you um, but the thing is that i've never ever had a following and i've always had that kind of uh, adaptive style so it's just all of a sudden people just came flocking to me and I'm like, uh, why is there more than, than Greg liking my stuff all of a sudden? <laughs> Freaky. God bless Greg. Yeah. Greg. Yeah, yeah, he's Greg. my number one fan still, though. He's all of our number <laughs> one fans. Yeah. He's so if nobody likes my art, I know Greg got my back. We yeah. appreciate him so much. So um, I've, I've successfully managed to make a lot of friends uh, with my current art account. And, and I'm very happy with that. And I consider my social media goal to be to have been reached a long time ago. Why not? Yeah. I'm here to make art and make friends. And I'm all out of art. <laughs> and I'm all Same. out of art. Oh, my God. <laughs> My experiences with social media has been kind of different since like I've been through two phases. One, when I went under an oh, like an alias, I didn't go under my real name. And then from there, people were mostly attracted from the type of work like fan art, um, mostly shitposting works. And from there, people oh, were just like, yeah, yeah, you need to make more of this. I'm like, since I made the switch to releasing stuff under my name, I'm mostly mostly more concerned of making sure that my artwork is out there, trying to at least connect with people, reaching out to folks that, um, that are also pertaining with the same interests as me. I already have some people that reach out to me because I last year I worked on, I organized a zine called Kikuro Zine, and it's basically based on like the music interpretations of Kikuro. So I had to collect audio recordings. I collect artworks. Um, I collect prose and trying to compile that together for the entire community, the Kikuro, um, some, some of the vocal community as well. They were looking at it and then that got noticed by Kikuro real fast and people are now are just like, 
you talked with Kikuro? And I said, yes, twice, in fact. So that's generally what I kind of use social media for. Not much towards like, I guess for, yeah, in some way, I do want to reach out to people, make friends and stuff. But also the main fact is that I also looking for like good opportunities that I can just slide in. It's like, hey, you're looking for something? Uh, I might have it for you. Hearing everybody's answers, I feel like mine was a bit shallow considering that when I first started, my goal was to get noticed. It, and that's fine. Um, that's totally fine. fine. That's what social media does. You, that's true. That's ultimately I, what it is. I guess I mean, before anybody comes for me, I want to get noticed for my work. And it slowly has evolved from, I just want to be noticed for my work to, I would like to be noticed for my work for the possibility of getting jobs. Because I would like to work in the art industries. I just, uh, I feel like I don't know where I'm going. Mm. <laughs> but now yeah, that you're I'm still young, that's fine. Yeah, and that's valid. Like, I am an older person now, and I have a day job. So I don't really have to focus as much on, on the whole starving artist point. I did that when I was young. I crashed and burned and failed. So I built my life differently. So art is just a hobby that I do because it's fun. So I can afford yeah. myself to be more qualitative with what I do. And and that's why I can just be like, I just want friends. And if someone wants to work with me professionally in the future, I would be so happy. But there's no rush. I can just focus on, if I want to practice storyboarding today, I can do that. If I want to practice animation, I can do that. There's There's no commission queue I need to take care of because I need money to to eat. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm the same. I have a day job. I do other yeah. work. So art is is a hobby and a passion that one I've carried with me throughout my entire life, mind you, but still not my source of income. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're still young and you're still trying to make yourself a career. And that is hard work. And the fact of the matter is, if you are going to work as a professional artist, you need to be seen. You need to be noticed for your work. And that's what you're trying to do. Perfectly valid. As someone who's part of my income does come from like freelance work these days, it it really is um, complicated, I guess, because, you know, having for me, the reason I do want to get noticed on social media, just like you, Alex, I do want to be recognized for my work. But for me, actually, a lot of the work that I've gotten doesn't come from the social media. It um, some of it has, and I'm so grateful to the uh, clients that I have that come from social media. But the thing that I got most out of it was interacting with other artists and other designs and drawing other characters that are out of my comfort zone so that I could grow my art uh, in general. Uh, and being exposed to other art styles and design styles, and uh, that is a really cool side effect that I've had with my social media stuff is that uh, it's been able to help me expand my portfolio more. Having art peers that I can discuss art with and discuss art techniques who I feel safe to discuss such things with is probably the most important thing that I have encountered because I didn't get my art job through like my magazine job through my Twitter or being well known. It was through word of mouth that I had with my friends and my portfolio ha was expansive enough because of art that I did for other people as 
art trades or during art fight that I was able to get that job. But yeah, it, it's, I know that I am probably like definitely more of a weird outlier no nah, but... that's kind of like the same boat for me too i don't usually get most of my jobs through social media that much either most of them mm. i got it through like my network your social media in a sense did help you with that you didn't get it through your social media but it did help because being a part of those social events like art fight and stuff um helped you expand your sort of horizons so it helped but it wasn't how you got the job sort of mm -hmm. you know yeah and really for me social media while it is to a certain extent about being noticed there have there has been a time um, where I was on Tumblr, and a old mutual of mine, who was very Tumblr uh, famous, like had several thousand followers, uh, partially for their art, and I got upset at one point because I felt like no one could see me, and they asked me, "Do you want me to boost your stuff on my blog?" And I said, "No." Because I kind of felt like it would be, I, I don't think it's cheating, but I felt like it would be disingenuous to ask them to do that, even if they offered, because they were offering in response to me complaining, and I didn't feel like that was appropriate. Yeah. To, it wasn't a handout, but it wasn't me actually trying to, like, I don't want to say do the work, because that doesn't sound very nice. It, and uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but I didn't want to ride on their coattails, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Especially when I was just uh, when I was complaining about it. But I know for me now, social media is besides just expanding my repertoire of people who I know and artists that I'm exposed to. It's really a lot about knowing the impact that I have on other people, even if just in a small circle, because. I know that I have an impact to anyone I encounter or anyone I come in contact with. And I have seen that impact grow from a small drop to a massive wave. That, mm -hmm. that one wasn't necessarily art-related, but I know that if it's happening in one area, it's definitely happening in other areas. Something that really hit me hard when people started come flocking to me because... I've always ever interacted with people around my own age and people who are adults or older than me even. So all of a sudden I found myself surrounded by children, like literal children, like 13, 14 year olds. And I just, I just realized that I, I, I need to make sure that I am a safe environment for them. Because even though I didn't intend for anyone to find me, well, when you start drawing children's cartoon, you, you gotta have to expect the children are gonna come find you. So um, yeah, I've been very cautious about what I do. I I limited my interactions with accounts, so I do no longer interact with anyone who's um, doing not safe for work stuff. I I do my best to be a, a safe place for children. I th I think it's my responsibility as an adult to be a safe adult. For the few children that choose to follow me. That My artwork is for adults. I think that is highly respectable because, like, as Danny just said, like, Danny's work is for adults. I would say that my work is for adults. Not everything can or should be for adults. And as I said earlier, you can't have children run the, running their own communities. So, or else it becomes Lord of the Fly. So, like, 
like as much as I would say I am not the adult to do that, uh, it's very nice that there are adults out there who will take responsibility roles in communities and be the person like you are being, sweets. Mm-hmm. I also think it's very important that you need to be content aware. Um, if, if, like I just said, if you make content for shows that are directed at children, you need to be aware that children are going to find you and you need to be presentable to them. You need to have some certain, some kind of awareness. There's a difference with, like, for example, Danny is making a lot of work with the Arcana game, uh, which is geared towards adults. So Danny is expecting adults to find her. And that's fine, but I wasn't expecting children to find me, but I realized that the instant that they started to find me, I needed to shape up and be, and actually think about what I say and do. I'm not a perfect person. I still have a lot to learn, but I really do try because I really care about these kids. They are wonderful people and I want them to have a safe internet experience. And I think you showing them that is going to carry over in their lives. Hopefully they will have had such a positive experience as an adult with you that when they are older, they will also want that for other kids, building a, mm-hmm. a nice community for younger people when the show or the, the, the media is directed at kids. And I think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. For my instances, I'm also kind of in the same boat as Sweets, but for a little completely different reasons. So since my social media, my name is attached on it, there are certain things that I would like to draw but i just can't because i have people who who i know intimately who is also looking at my accounts and i'm also at the same boat as that like i would totally go for a different name but at this moment i have nothing so i'm still going (laughs) by my name at this point so i'm not sure Mm -hmm. in the future that i'll make that content soon probably not but that's something that i always kept in mind because one even though the the type of media that I make is kind of like varied from like aiming for kids to like sometimes towards adults as well, but also I'm a person that likes to be versatile with all my options that I have, and if I have to omit some options, then that's fine with me as well. Yeah, my name is also attached to my social media presence, and mm-hmm. that's something I did intentionally starting 2020 yeah. because I felt like I want to have a goal to eventually work in animation. Mm-hmm. Um, even that might happen, might not happen, but that would be my goal. So I wanted to put myself out there. The thing is that uh, I feel like all of the art that I create is representative of myself. So I, I feel that I don't create content that I wouldn't be fine uh, with sharing everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I don't find that as 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 much of a problem. And my intention wasn't to work directly with children. I I've kind of changed it now that I do want to work with content made for children because I realized that uh, being in this kind of environment makes me very happy and it makes my mental health a lot better and I want to I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I felt I felt the same way too, especially like um when considering the types of things I have to create for example for my comic um the content in there they do it, there's some adult themes but i did find that there's some teenagers who stumble upon it and they find it also relatable as well so that kind of stuff i have to keep in mind when i'm just publishing pages and even then giving a warning it's like hey uh the next pages are gonna be something else uh just letting you kids know uh please don't look at this <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> it's like just just a warning but at the same time they're 
there comes a limit where you need to be the adult to show the children like a good healthy way of of creating content and consuming content yeah and i think that your romance story is it's pretty healthy mm-hmm. and it has a lot of good me- messages they might be a little bit mature at times mm-hmm. but the the teens who are stumbling upon it they need to see that kind of stuff i'm glad i'm glad you felt that way i don't mean to laugh but i just the stark contrast between Tiffany's stuff and my stuff where my stuff is like <laughs> this is all these are all terrible people you should not be like you should not be emulating any of these characters they're terrible uh i did I, when i was in college my thesis comic was how was about monstrosity and my teacher was like Okay, so how can we make this worse? Can we make it worse? Can we make them even worse than that? And I just <laughs> I think the, I think the contrast is hilarious because I I write really messy queer media. I I would say in terms of like my story stuff, I do think that it's very important that it needs to exist because mm-hmm. I write work for adults intended for adults and I do not think that children should be looking at my stuff. I I just think the contrast is is funny because you have the Ah, yes, this is a very good and healthy relationship romance comic. And then you have the... So is this like Killing Stalking 2.0 or what? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I I don't know. For like for me, even when I write something with adult themes in mind, I also kind of consider is that like... I also consider is like, is this also could be suitable for a general audience as well? In some, in some shape or form. So even then, when I go for really dark themes for... I'm currently reworking my first story and a lot of things is dealing with like such thing as lost. And I'm also writing in a way that is at least anyone who's reading it is that I'm giving their time and respect to look at the thing and just treating them as like a, a person that knows how to think and just making their own context clues when they're looking at the work. That's that's fair because you're creating very different content for very different audiences. Mm-hmm. The, my issue would be if Will was starting to follow a lot of minors and trying to push their content onto to the minors, that would be wrong. Yeah, that would be totally minors, wrong. If the minors start following Will and go after Will's content, that's to a certain degree, that's not something Will can do anything about. Mm-hmm. Like he can say, this is, not, this is not intended for children. I do not want children to read this. Children should not be reading this. But... To a certain degree, the internet is very, very open and it's hard to completely restrict your content from minors, even though it's, if it's, it's not intended for them. I would actually give an advice to, to younger listeners to do not go out with your uh, real name. Yeah, obviously do not using, do that. Yeah, like I've been using pseudonyms up until I literally turned 30. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I would say keep your keep your identity hidden as much as you can and be safe on the online because like I mentioned, I'm comfortable with the content I'm creating because I know that the content I create isn't that terrible. If people want to ca- cancel me over drawing a... a um, muscly man sometime i think we need to cancel the whole internet because people have muscles okay but Mm -hmm. the thing is that when you put yourself out you need to be aware of the risks like i want to be able to be hired technique wants to be able to be hired we Mm -hmm. know what kind of content we create we're comfortable with it 
and we also know the risk. We're we're adults and we know what we're doing. Um, please do not uh, put yourself out there just for the sake of it. Yes. Keep, yeah, keep your. That, that's the thing. Like when I switched over my real name, that's when I was past eighteen. That's when the point. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I really want to make a career by doing this, so I'm just gonna drop my old pseudonym and go in by my own name. So. Yeah, until you're a legal adult, don't don't use your real name. Yeah, <laughs> it's just easier that way. Yeah. yeah, even even if you are a legal adult, wait a little bit or wait for as long as you can until you really know what you're getting into. Like. Try to get a, a feel for uh, social medias before, because there's a big difference between having 20 people that you all know following you and mm-hmm. having 200 people you have no idea who they are. Even yeah. that, that that kind of, of amount of people following you, it, it has a huge difference in what, what happens around you. So, so do be careful and do not just jump in uh, head first. So I know we've sort of already talked about uh, what socials we use. We touched on that a bit earlier. A lot of things that come up, especially when you're trying to use your social medias to gain a following, do you believe that there is a sort of luck aspect to that? Do you just have to be sort of lucky sometimes? Or is there a natural progression that you can use to become more successful online? I'm going to say this outright. Most of, most client work and also things that are dealing with illustration, the entire industry is mostly luck based. You have to be there at the right place at the right time, and also knowing at the right people at the right place at the right time. So yeah. it's just increasing. Basically, social media is just increasing those chances to get those kinds of outcomes out of your way. That can depend on like your own username. For me, my chances are more shot in the dark because I'm going by my real name. People are misspelling my name when they're trying to search me up, and even then, I'm just like, I remember when I was really struggling, I thought I was like, man, should I even go back to my old username? And I'm just like, no, I'm going to keep pushing forward. And a lot of people, like, again, it's that accountability aspect when you're going by your own name or you're going by a, like a pen name that you want to use and you still want to pursue those kinds of goals in mind. So a lot of it's mixed with like a lot of work and also a lot of luck at hand, just knowing the people that you know, people who are willing to help you out, and also just being more connected than ever. I can argue, speaking with my old mentors in the past, uh, Chris Muller, he made a lot of stuff from like DC, um, works on Magic the Gathering, and what he told me is that like um, because of the internet now, it's a lot more easier to find work compared to what he did in the past where he had to go door by door going through apartments waiting in line for getting a portfolio review and then from there on the people who are hiring for him stuff it's like it's like am i in or not and then most of people will just give you a yes or no and you wasted like a few hundred dollars just to be there so i could say as better the internet does increase your chances to get out there the the internet sure you have a much larger competition which is also why luck matters a lot more. Um, I would say back in the day, it was more about connections. If you knew the right people, you would have a foot in. But today it's a combination of luck and knowing the right people. Because the industry is still similarly small. It has expanded a bit, but it's, um, it's much, much higher competition because in the, the internet makes it uh, accessible for everyone. And I would say don't let, you know, knowing that there's an aspect of luck to it, stop you from trying. 
Um, oh, stop no, most definitely. your best work out there. Cause I know it's really discouraging to hear it. Well, sometimes you just have to get lucky, but that doesn't mean, you know, that you shouldn't do anything just because you don't think you'll get lucky. You never know what will happen. Just because you're not popular on social media doesn't mean there aren't art jobs out there. I'm not popular on social media. I have maybe 200 followers on Twitter. I don't know how many I have on Tumblr. Uh, and I have maybe 800 followers on YouTube, which is like baby channel in YouTube standards. I think a lot of it is also knowing where to look for it. In I think a lot of people, especially kids who go to art school these days, are looking tunnel vision at the animation jobs they want to go to. And I know I was like that. I went to Sheridan College, and I was like, I want to get into the animation program at Sheridan College in Toronto, and I want to work with all the big studios that work with Sheridan. I didn't get in. I didn't even like get close to getting into the animation program because it was so competitive. But I think that really opened my eyes to other opportunities because there are other things out there that people can do for me ari got both hands on working with people from the industry talking with people from the industry and also hands of people that i actually got a chance to because of the internet it's kind of like two separate worlds but sometimes they have that interconnected bridge between them but it's just that reaching out and also like um at the hand competition is also paramount as well a lot of it does have to deal with like um just knowing the things that you want to do and then just kind of actively going towards it. I feel like throughout this entire thing, we've been actually answering the question that I put in for the big one is, what should artists be aware of when wanting to use social media? I know we've been kind of keeping it at a children's perspective because a lot of us work with around uh, young communities. But I think another thing we should also point out is for the adults who want to be, uh, who say are getting into art or they're beginning to see that maybe they can make art a career. I think one thing to also note about social media when wanting to use it, as we've been saying, be aware that it can be very competitive and sometimes it takes a while to find your, to find your niche, to find your audience. Hell, I'm still trying to find my audience um, as someone who wants to either get in maybe either studio work or even just uh, self-publishing. It's going to take some time. Um, yeah, it, it'll take some time to find your audience. And you, you might not find it right away. Even if you're doing art for a popular fandom or whatever. Even if, you know, you already have a bunch of your own friends following you. And also keep in mind that you can gain and lose a following just naturally. Like I had... Mm -hmm. Um, a fairly decent sized following when I did a bunch of Adventure Time art. And then I stopped doing Adventure Time art and I lost that following. And, and it it bothered me when it happened. But looking back now, it would have just, if I had decided to, to, to keep doing Adventure Time fan art when I really didn't want to for the sake of the following, that I wasn't going to be having fun. Um, your amount of followers is not, is not comparable not to your worth. Yeah, it's not an equivalent to your worth to your happiness and to your art and what you want to do with it. Yeah, I think that's also very important because I know an experience that happened with me um, with social media and small followings is that, like, I, I know Swedes made a joke earlier about how um, no matter who likes its art, uh, Greg is going to be there and is, like, one of our biggest fans in terms of our supporters. But 
I also think it's very important to, even on small aspects, remember that, like, it's definitely going to be healthier if you don't get addicted to all the validation that you get from other oh, people's yeah. reactions to your work. And Agreed. I know that that's going to be yep. difficult for a lot of people. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, well, no, I do make art for people to compliment me. I want people to notice me. And that's totally okay. And I don't want to imply that that is any wrong way of doing it. But from experience, I used to get a lot of art um, compliments and commentary from, from people who I was close with. And then we had a very terrible falling out. And I literally went into withdrawal because... They, I didn't have that that feedback on my art anymore. It 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 sucked, and that it wasn't does. even a following. That was my my best friends weren't talking on my art anymore, and it made me feel terrible. I'm getting back into art these days for my personal art that I'm just making because I want to see it because it makes me feel good. It doesn't matter what the others are gonna think about it. I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, that's something um, I also yeah. want to keep remembering for my own work, because a lot of the time when I'm making the artwork, I'm like, well, people like this. Would it even be worth it to post it in the end? And then I'm thinking to myself, wait, I just I'm making this for myself. I'm having fun with it. If it only gets three likes, it only gets three likes. I'm going to move on to the next one that I enjoy. And of course, reposting your own work, not anybody else's work. It's always a good it's always a good idea. I I only have one advice that I want people to know. Speaking that's on this topic is that uh, be genuine with what you do because mm -hmm. people can tell. People can tell if you're making uh, fan art because you want the following. People can tell if you're just thinking, will people like this? It, it shows in your art. It shows in your work, and it shows in how you talk about your artwork and how you present yourself through it. Um, I'm a weirdo who, who never really cared about validation, and even though I get a lot of validations now, uh, it doesn't really matter much to me because I'm I'm drawing turtles and I'm having fun, and that's all that matters to me. I'm on my mission to reach my goals, which is to animate something from the that looks like it could be from the show, mm -hmm. and yeah, the people just come around along for the ride, and that's fun. I think I already grew out like that that phase of like validation for like the earlier work that i'd done with fan art when i was younger even then now when i'm more focused on making my own original work most of that validation is mostly from my own brain and also my own satisfaction it's like okay here's some things i need to do da, 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 da. okay posted and after that just checking to see folks that are actually interacting with the work and seeing their responses to that i'm more care i'm more curious about responses than just seek then people are saying yeah good job i'm also looking over towards like i don't know i guess that's just me because i like to listen like different multiple sides of like people trying to interact with my work even ones that have a negative response to my work and i'm just like not much entertained but mostly it's just kind of like a learning experience throughout the way you will never yeah. none of this stuff will be going away once you hit like once you pass your t mid 20s and all that stuff this is going to mm -hmm. be prevalent for the rest of your life I just say buckle up, get ready to be uncomfortable, and be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah, I just want to say that we are, I, I can probably speak for everyone here, we are not ungrateful for the validation. Oh god, no. No, way. no. Yeah, no. But it's, it's important to find that place where you're grateful, but, but you don't let it get to you. Yeah, don't, don't let it get to you. Don't get addicted to it.
I, I, I value every single person who interacts with me. And a lot of the people are my friends and I consider them my friends. And a lot of them are friends in the making. So if any one of those people are listening right now, love you. But yeah, I think that's all we got for everybody this week. Uh, <laughs> of course, considering that we are talking about social media, uh, I'll have everybody shout out their uh, social media platforms that you can find them on. You can find me at Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at Adoritan, A-D-O-R-I-T-A-N. You can find me on Instagram mostly uh, at Art by Flan, spelled exactly how you think it is, um, and on Twitter under the same name. And you can find me at Evelyn Art Studio on Tumblr and Twitter, and Evelyn's Art Studies at uh, Instagram. You can find me at Digney P on Twitter. That's T U Y E T N H I P. And Instagram, same thing, but there's an underscore between the I and the P. You can find me at Parzavale on most social medias, including Twitter, YouTube, uh, Tumblr, and DeviantArt, and that is P-A-R-Z-I-I-V-A-L-E. Well, with that being said, I think that's everything we got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope y'all tune in again. Keep on sketching, friends, and have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Sketch Talk. The crew will be back on April 2nd, so be sure to tune in then. In the meantime, you can follow all the production of the show at Sketch Talk POD on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, where you can also find the individual socials of the hosts themselves. If you would like to support the show financially and support small creators, you can buy us a coffee at coffee.com forward slash sketch talk pod. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash sketch talk P-O-D. Thanks again and keep on sketching friends. <laughs>